Welcome to Tales from the Couch. I'm Dr. Fran Cohen-Praver, internationally known clinical psychologist, psychoanalyst, and relationship expert. I invite you to join me in a front row seat in my therapy room. In these tales, you'll be privy to my patients' innermost thoughts, feelings, and desires. You'll learn what makes them tick and hopefully about what makes you tick. To protect the confidentiality of these patients, I have disguised their names and identities and I have created composites of their interactions with me. The roles of my patients are not played by themselves, but instead they're played by professional actors. Today's tale is He's Just Too Neurotic. Who comes to mind when you think of a neurotic man? Maybe it's Woody Allen, that talented, creative, funny man? Well, his neuroses works for him. Ah, that's in the movies. In real life, however, it's another story. You'll soon hear what I mean in Sarah's tale. I've been seeing Sarah, a caring, nurturing, stay-at-home mother of three young children. I've been seeing her for about three months. She's been feeling sad, bored, and unhappy in her relationship. She's tried in vain to meet her partner Adam's considerable needs, but he's not exactly tried to meet her needs. Sarah has described Adam as self-involved with numerous complaints and fears that intrude on the quality of their relationship. She feels ignored and unimportant. It's all about him. Let's take a peek at a segment of one of the sessions. Plopping herself down on the couch, Sarah sighs. I'm so frustrated. Adam is impossible. We've spoken before about his fears. Is there anything new? Nothing's really new. It's just more of the same. I don't think I could stand it anymore. Other than frustrated, what else are you feeling? I'm bored. Bored? Yeah, I mean, Adam, he won't go anywhere new. We go to the same restaurants with the same people all the time. So he stays with the familiar. Yep. We even go on vacation with them. Oh, my. Where do you go vacation? Well, wherever we can drive to, like Florida, because he's afraid to fly. Do you like Florida? No, not anymore. We've been there every winter. I want to explore new people and new places. What does Adam say when you suggest flying somewhere new? He complains that he has asthma and it gets worse on the plane. I tell him to take his inhaler, but he's afraid it will harm his lungs. I think it's safe. Sure it's safe. That's not all. He complains that his jaw hurts because he has TMJ and he won't wear his retainer because it's plastic and he thinks he'll get cancer from it. Oh my. <laughs> what does he do for the pain? He takes lots of pills, pain pills, tranquilizers, antidepressants every half hour. He is so neurotic. It sounds like he needs therapy. He sure does, but he won't go. He says there's nothing wrong with him, that it's my problem. Well, he's got a point, you know. You're not happy, so in a strange sense, it's your problem. No, I'm not happy. And I'm 42, and I'm, I'm not getting younger, and I want to feel happy. Yes, I know just what you mean. Actually, you don't really know. See, I have found happiness. Mm, that's great. How? I'm having a great time with Blair. Blair? Well, 
I met him at my daughter's dance lessons. He takes his daughter to the same place. We've been friends for quite some time, but lately the friendship has evolved. How did it evolve? Um, we're now lovers. So you're having an affair? Yes, I'm having a mad, passionate love affair with Blair. We meet in exotic places like the woods, the beach before others get there, small bistros in the city. He travels all over the world and he wants to take me with him. What are your thoughts about that? I want to live fully, to have fun, to experience new places and new people. He offers all of that, but I'm married to Adam. That's a dilemma, all right. I've thought of divorcing Adam, but I don't want to hurt the children. Uh-huh. Any other reason? I guess I love Adam. He's smart, he's good-looking, ambitious, but he's just too neurotic. That is indeed a problem. I get the feeling you want him to change. Of course. He's a mess. No doubt he is, but wanting him to change gives him all the power. At his mercy to change, you lose all your power. Not only that, but a relationship is an interaction between two people. In your case, Adam seems to be the actor, and you are the reactor. And he gets his needs met, met by you, but you're not getting your needs met by him. I'm not sure I get it. What I'm saying is that the only one you can change is you. That's how you reclaim your power. If you want him to change, you're at his mercy, and he has the power. In the following sessions, I worked with Sarah to help her regain her power and get her needs met by Adam. Here, then, are some tips that I worked on with Sarah. Now I'm sharing them with you. These seven tips can help you to get your needs met and enhance the intimacy and love in your relationship. The first one is to become a role model for your partner. It's up to you to lead the way, to act rather than react. Listen to your partner's side of things and try to understand where he or she is coming from. When your partner feels empathy from you, he or she may reciprocate with empathy for you. It's a case of good communication skills. The second step is always use I statements so that you express your needs without complaining about your partner. In this way, you enlist your partner's co cooperation instead of his defenses. For example, instead of, you never have time for me, I come last on the totem pole, why not try, I feel lonely and I need a hug. The third step is to stay focused on the issues. Don't digress and drag in the old dirty laundry. I need your help, darling. It's a better way to get your needs met than when you say you never helped me, it's about time you did. That's a complaint. Then again, if you do it yourself and you complain afterwards, oh, then you're assuring distance rather than closeness. The fourth step is to suggest a time for a lone talk that is mutually convenient. Again, this brings your partner into the mix and shows respect for him. Number five, remember timing is everything. If you're feeling angry, take a breather and strike when the iron's cool, not hot. Number six, do not try to prove you're right. What's important? What's more important, being right or getting along? That's a no-brainer, but even brainy people are out to prove themselves right. 
The seventh step is about control. A wish to control the other often underlies relationship problems. Not only is the partner who dominates responsible, but the one who submits is responsible too. Martyrs are bad for relationships. So if you feel your partner is the domineering actor and you are the submissive passive reactor, you can change the dynamic. A good fight for equality is an active choice and not a passive more of the same position. Intimate partners need mutuality, reciprocity, and equality. We all want love and passion, security and excitement, commitment and joy. We want it all, and if we learn how to communicate our needs, there's a good possibility we can have it all. Sarah decided to end her affair with Blair before she embarked on repairing her relationship with Adam. As difficult as it was because she was having fun with Blair, she realized that Blair was clouding her efforts to rekindle the love she once had with Adam. Sarah has implemented some of the above tips in her relationship with Adam, especially the one in which she has felt like the martyr. As she communicates her needs to him in a healthy way, in a positive way, in, a, in an actor way, and shows him empathy, he's beginning to recognize her needs. Adam is now in therapy, believe it or not, he's dealing with his fears, and Sarah is respecting his efforts. Things are looking up for them. To learn more about rekindling your relationship, read my book, The New Science of Love, How Understanding the Brain's Wiring Can Help Rekindle Your Relationship. It's online. It's by Sourcebooks, Casablanca. Does any of this resonate with you? I welcome your comments and questions. If you enjoyed the show, please tune in to my next Tales from the Couch and tell your friends about it, and please share this with them. Sarah was played by the acclaimed actor Elaine Kessler. You can reach Miss Kessler at voicemelody at aol.com. That's voicemelody, one word, at aol.com. To see more about me and my work, check out my website where you'll find my blogs and how to reach me. My website is www.drfranpraver.com. Again, www.drfranpraver.com.